Well, good morning, everyone. Nice to see you all again. As I said last night, yesterday, um, it's a little like being in our meditation hall and watching everyone arrive and settle in. Um, and I like to have gallery view up so that I can see you all coming in. And instead of what we'd see if we were sitting in the meditation hall, where often you just see the backs of people's heads, we get to see everyone, see your faces. So appreciate you being here on time and having your video on so we can feel that sense of community and, and support. And it's helpful just to get here a few minutes early so that when we begin, we can have that sense of everyone settled in. And as I look uh, at the grid of faces, it's nice to see, as I said, all the, the faces and some familiar, some I don't know, but it's a real teaching on impermanence. Whatever happens in Zoom, you're looking at someone and then they disappear and the grid reshuffles and you're like, where did they go? It's like, oh, okay, they've gone. Here's a new person now in that space. So it's a whole teaching to learn how to practice in this form. Uh, practice online with Zoom, lots of things to learn. So this morning we'll continue um, the practices that Andrea introduced us to yesterday, really just taking this time so valuable to settle in. This sense of connecting with the mind-body process in a gentle yet steady way is such an important foundation for our mindfulness practice. And it's not something we do just at the beginning or the first few minutes or the first few days. I really feel this attitude of this soft receptive attention, but that's still alert and connected and responsive. That's the heart of our practice. And from that foundation, we can then open up and uh, be with more challenging, changing, experiences, more difficult experiences, and be able to bring a perspective or some wisdom, as I spoke about last night, where we can really be present for what's happening, even as it's in this changing flow, as experience always is, even as it's arising and passing, coming and going, pleasant and unpleasant. So taking the time and con um, continuing to do that through the whole retreat practice, through our whole lifetime of practice for me is so essential. As I said, I've just finished four weeks of self-retreat here at home, and that was always the foundation of my practice. So just beginning with this connecting, settling in, softening, relaxing, steadying, using whatever is a, a, a helpful place for you to rest the attention in the breath, in the body or sounds or some combination of those, and then opening up to a broader perspective or to bring more wisdom practices in, the insight practices in. But that's what we'll continue today. So not to underestimate the power of this kind of steadying, even if you have interest in other forms of practice, this is the foundation, this is what we can keep coming back to and what will support us as we continue and deepen. So taking the time right now to find that comfortable meditative posture. 
And again, for those of you whom it's new to practice intensively at home, it may take a little while to find the right chair or cushion or seat that supports you in your meditation. Um, at least we're in our home, we can navigate that and hopefully find what helps us to be relatively comfortable so that the posture, the back can be somewhat straight, upright, yet there can be a sense of relaxation. Um, if you're sitting in a chair that the feet can be firmly grounded on the floor, there's a sense of ease in the legs. If you're sitting on a zafu or cushion that you have the right support, so there's a stable um, triangle of support between the seat, seat, sitting bones and the knees and the feet. So really taking the time to find that sense of balanced, easeful posture is worthwhile. And each sitting, I like to begin with that check-in, with the posture, the straightness of the back, relaxation through the limbs. Sometimes I might even move a little back and forth, side to side, just so I can really find that alignment in the spine, that uprightness rotating the shoulders forward and back because they often tend to be held a little up around our ears. So up and back so the chest can open. Each of us will find what are the, the, the supports, the movements that help us to connect with the body in a kind and caring way and invite it into this stillness and softness that I spoke about last night. So, Doing that for yourself. And then can be also helpful to begin with a short body scan where you just gently move the attention through the body and particularly connecting with places where you know that you hold tension starting at the top of the head, down through the forehead, and the eyes, places we often contract. Can your eyes be soft and the forehead relaxed? Eyes are gently closed. not having to look for anything, just the softening of the eyeballs, even as the eye, eyelids are closed. They can still sometimes dart around in response to thinking, energy. And we can't force this softening, we just allow it through our gentle attention. And the same down through the cheek, and the jaw and the mouth, softening and releasing. Lips are gently touching, teeth slightly apart. Tongue relax. Down through the jaw. I mean, sorry, the neck and throat.
allowing the arms and hands to rest easily, however you have them arranged. And then down through the torso, the chest, diaphragm and belly, perhaps with a few deeper breaths, low, deeper breaths, just inviting that whole part of the body to soften, relax and open. Slow, deep breaths are helpful, not pulling the breath in in a forced way. Just this gentle expansion and contraction, the chest and diaphragm and belly. And then down through the back, letting the shoulder blades be dropped the middle and lower back, relax. And into the whole pelvic region. Bring that relax and soften into the sitting posture. And down through the legs. And there can often be unnecessary tension in how we're holding our legs. Just letting your attention move through the right leg and the left leg and allowing all of those muscles to soften down into the feet. The Buddha said, we infuse the body with mindfulness. Mindful awareness of the whole body sitting. This can be a really grounding place to rest the attention. Steady the awareness. Just this sense of the whole body sitting. And another helpful place to steady the attention, again, if this works for you, or perhaps to move to this when it's obvious, is hearing. Attending to the different sounds that might arise in your environment. It can be soft, steady tap sounds in the background, hums and fans and traffic the wind, it would be louder sounds of a plane or a car, my voice coming in, 
we learn a receptive attitude. We can develop this open, receptive attitude by attending to sounds, realizing we can't control the sounds that arise, how long they stay, when they pass, whether they're pleasant or unpleasant. We don't get involved in what the sound is, though that may happen naturally, a naming or a knowing what the sound is. We're mainly interested in just knowing that hearing is happening. Hearing, hearing. We're practicing with that for a few minutes, whatever sounds are in your environment, distant or near. Staying connected with the sense of the body sitting but the antenna are open, the radar is open to be receptive to sounds as they arise and pass. Seeing if you can stay relaxed, even as there's an alertness or an interest in this sense door of hearing. Maybe there's not many sounds happening. It might be somewhat quiet. Can the attention rest with that simplicity of experience? Perhaps there's some inner sounds. The nada sound, as Ajahn Sumedho would refer to, the sound of our nervous system. Just quiet and receptive to this sense door of hearing, or the silence in between sounds. Now coming back more fully into the sense of the body sitting, letting your awareness be quite wide as you attend to the body with mindfulness. And this can be a, a relaxing way to practice where we're not focusing on any specific sensation, but just holding the whole body sense of the whole body, different sensations might be more or less predominant, but we keep the attention wide, top to bottom, head to toe, resting in this awareness of the body sitting. Again, another helpful place to come back to, to connect with, to steady, the attention. 
inviting relaxation if you find some tension has crept in. The places you habitually contract around the forehead or the eyes, hands, throat, wherever it might be. And then within that awareness of the body, you'll probably notice the movement of the breath. Again, keeping your attention wide, but beginning to notice more specifically the way the in and out breath moves the body, moves through the body. Almost felt as one thing rather than tracking the breath or looking for particular sensations, just this general movement of the breath, the expansion and lifting of the in-breath, coolness of the air coming in the nostrils, and then the softening, the contraction, the letting go of the out-breath, warm air out through the nostrils. Again, a very expansive view of the breath. Noticing how the shoulders lift, or even your arms move in response to the breath. Where can you feel this breath energy in the body? Can you feel it through your thighs? Or in your back? And just letting the attention be soft and expansive but receptive to the energy of the breath, the movement of the breath in and out. Again, this expansive connection with the breath can also invite a sense of relaxation and ease. So another place we can rest the attention, keep gathering and collecting and unifying the mind with this receptive awareness of the whole body as it breathes. Some of you may be familiar or you find your attention drawn to a specific area where you notice the breath quite clearly, be it the nostrils or the upper lip, the chest or belly. And if that really uh, speaks to you as a place to rest the attention with ease, then you can let the mindfulness refine and settle on that more specific location, area of sensation. 
But again, keeping track of how you're attending to the breath. If you find you're getting tight, narrow about the breath, when you refine the attention that way, it can always be helpful to open up again this wider experience of the breath. But if you find it's really helpful to let the attention just naturally settle into this area that you're quite familiar with or feels quite natural and beautiful to do that. Let things get really simple. Just this movement of the breath, the whisper of sensations on the upper lip, the movements of the chest or belly, wherever it is. And part of the skill of meditation is finding what works for you and not what worked in the past or what you want to have work. What's actually supporting now a sense of ease and connection, steadiness and continuity. This is our exploration, not trying and moving and changing, but just this natural settling as we withdraw the attention from all of the outer doing, the sense of busyness and planning, into just being present. Where does the attention naturally want to rest and how can we support that, steady that? So finding what works for you, letting the attention soften and come into this steady connection. Could be with the body, senses, sensations of the body, the whole, could be the breath within the whole body, a very expansive view of the breath. Could be the breath at one of these more simple locations. It could be sounds. Naturally, from time to time, thoughts will come up. The mind will be pulled into planning or remembering or worrying. But this period of our practice, well, just to recognize that you've been thinking, even name the type of thought, but not to get too involved, not to judge, or push away the thinking, thoughts will naturally happen. But just have this intention to come back and rest in wherever it is the attention naturally is drawn to, feels restful and easeful. And we do that time and time again. Thoughts come up hold into the concept or memory, recognize it, that's that moment of grace, and we just come back for now, We're not doing too much investigation, coming back into presence, perhaps beginning the meditation again a little bit by inviting more relaxation, standing through the body, 
and then allowing the attention just to settle and soften into this present moment experience.
So as you continue your practice for today, finding some way of the different modes that, that we've spoken about, Andre yesterday and me today, uh, what really supports this settling? Uh, and if I could say simple practice, it, it's simple yet difficult. It's simple yet profound. This willingness to keep coming back to being present and knowing what's happening in this mind and body and supporting that in these early days of the retreat with this very gentle practice of arriving and knowing this mind-body experience through the breath, the felt sense of the body or through sounds. And of course other things will be happening and you're experienced meditators so you'll have a sense of when there's thinking or emotions how to work with those when difficulties come up and we'll talk more specifically about those as the days come go by but for now as i said just just keeping it quite simple find it really helpful and one of the challenges or opportunities in the home retreat that you're doing is creating your own container of practice when we're in a retreat center there's just the physical location the schedule everyone else moving about and kind of this momentum that we can uh, feel ourselves supported by as we practice in community. How do you do that if you're on your own? And so one of the important ways of supporting that container is by, as I said last night, following a schedule, it doesn't have to be rigid, but just some sense of a schedule, the suggested one that's supported by um, group sittings in this hall or your own natural rhythm, but doing the walking meditation it can even if you're on retreat you probably know how easy it is to get diverted from doing your formal walking you know have to wash those socks or check on what the turkeys are doing or whatever it is that that might pull you away and in your own home you know no one's watching so who's going to know what you're doing um, so how do you create that sense of integrity about the practice and again the schedule the intention is so important and finding a comfortable place to do your walking you know it might be relatively easy you've got a long hallway or your house is conducive to it but maybe that's not so easy because you've got other people in in your household maybe there's a good spot outside in your yard your garden but weather can be challenging so we sometimes have to be a bit creative sometimes your walking might be in your neighborhood and that's totally okay to find a way to do mindful walking. You don't have to creep along so that people are looking out their windows and wondering what's wrong with that person. But just to find a way of walking that's natural but can invite you into mindfulness. And so I find a lot of the times when I'm doing my walking meditation, I'm walking at a slightly slower pace. I tend to be a very fast walker, as people who know me will testify. But I slow down. But it's not really slow, it's just a measured pace, and I'm aware of my whole body. And my, my inquiry is, do I know what's happening? I mean, I'm not always saying that, but I just notice when I get pulled out and I bring the attention back in to just this felt sense of the body moving in space, very much like the whole body awareness that I was guiding us in earlier. So it's not focusing on any specific sensations, but just this general sense of the body, inviting relaxation, but am I present? 
am I in this experience of walking? And I can also notice seeing if I'm outside, hearing if it happens, but just keeping on coming back to this relaxed sense of presence as I'm walking in this very measured way. And if you're walking like that, you can walk around your neighborhood um, and you might see someone pass a stranger or someone you know, it's fine to say hello. As Venerable Analeo would always say, you just say hello, greet, you don't sit down and have a cup of tea. And he talks about that, about your thoughts and your inner inner world, but we can do that uh, when we're outside as well. It's fine to, to be friendly and, and connect with a neighbor, but as best you can, you just keep your, your practice going. So again, it's an exploration and there might be times of day when it works to walk indoors and you can do a more formal um, to and fro as Kamala was talking about yesterday, perhaps really slowing down and feeling the sense of this, the sensations in the legs and the feet. At other times, this more expansive um, sense of walking. So again, an exploration and modulating that with the, the different times of day and your energy where your mindfulness is at. But helping the walking will really help create this container for you. Can't um, overestimate, overemphasize how, how valuable it will be um, to doing your own retreat at home. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.